How you doing? This is Gina Versa, and I'm joined today with, by Nick Fuller. Hey, how's it going, guys? And this is Serving Up Comics with Nick and Gene. Yeah. Um, we have been thinking about this podcast, for, I mean, this show for a really long time. And it's something that is kind of a passion project between me and Gene. We're huge comic book fans, comic book nerds, if you would. And yeah, I think that that's something that we don't really get to talk a lot about on the podcast, on uh, the Waffle Press. You know, no matter how much, you know, comic book news or anything like that, we can never really fit it in to an entire episode. So what we thought is, why don't we make another show just about comics just for you guys. Mm -hmm. And you're watching the first episode. So. Yeah, this is the pilot. If you guys like it, you know, hit the like button, everything like that, it'll probably be at the bottom. It. Yeah, just smash that like button, make sure to ring the bell and everything else. Uh, what was it? Leave some comments about some stuff that you want us to talk about. Um, yeah, Gene? Yeah, Nick, so um, just first thing I wanted to ask you, uh, how did you get into comics? It's I actually got into comics in a really strange way. Uh, my brother was into comics the first time and uh, we went on a camping trip, okay. and uh, my brother could not stop snoring. And uh, <laughs> I was probably like 12, 13 years old, and he had Watchmen in the car, and could not sleep, could not you know do anything like that. So I thought might as well you know it's the only book that was there, and picked it up, started reading it, finished it that same day, you know just breezed right through Watchmen. I uh, thought it was an incredible novel and stuff like that. It kind of got me on the path of this is what I'm gonna like I really enjoyed this and I started picking up different comic books different graphic novels stuff like that and I've been a fan ever since yeah no, that's uh Watchmen is a good one to start it's like a bit of a like this is uh where the medium should be yeah you, you know what honestly it, it, it does make uh when you read other stuff kind of disappointing because sometimes because okay. sometimes it's very heavy-handed or yeah like the message the message isn't as clear or as strong or anything like that and you're kind of like it was good, but I mean, it could have been better and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, whenever I try to get people into comic books, I always give them Watchmen and go, if you like Watchmen, you're going to love comic books, stuff like that, because Watchmen seems to have everything that a comic book should be. It has intrigue, it has, you know, personal drama, it has growth in characters, it has wacky just hijinks of just squids and <laughs> stuff. I don't know if that's just wacky. That's, like, but, it's, but, it, but it's so it's so comic booky. it fits. Yeah, okay. It's, it's so comic booky. I love the squid. Yeah. I think in the Zack Snyder movie, the, they would have benefited from a squid. From a giant squid? You know what, but I do like Jack, Zack Snyder. I mean, that's this is off topic, but I mean, Zack Snyder's take of it does make a little more sense than a giant squid, that mm -hmm. Dr. Manhattan does become, you know, the villain and stuff like that. It just makes a little more sense than sure. a, a squid invading the planet and then everybody's like, oh, now we have to be a... No, I think it makes more sense if like this godly figure is out there and could always and could end the entire planet if he just felt like it. And you know, maybe we should act a little bit better and like you know, God's real. Mm -hmm. Let's let's try and yeah. know, do good stuff like that. Definitely. But uh, I think my uh, first uh, comic book was uh, it was Spider-Man Chapter One by John Byrne. And I got it in a uh, meta in a uh, medicine store back when they used to have that. A medicine store. Yeah, like a. You had like in a CVS. Like a CVS, like a pharmacy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were on the racks. Very like okay. in the nineties or so. All right. It's a very terrible comic, but it introduced me to it, and I was hooked. So I just kept buying it. Got into Spider Man. Just always uh, collected. You know, I was always a fan of like Brian Michael Bendis. Um, all the Marvel stuff growing up and then got into Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, my favorite graphic novels, 
I'm gonna go with uh, Dark Knight Returns over Watchmen. D Dark Knight Returns is very is is really really good. I really like Dark Knight Returns. I mean, I m my favorite is Watchmen. It's probably V for Vendetta, just because how weird and like mm -hmm. the political nuance of V for Vendetta and stuff right. like that. The uh, the character of V is just such an interesting character, just to be a a, a faceless. Uh, which out like hero yeah. and stuff like that which is always kind of interesting and stuff um, but yeah or even Batman Year One uh, was it uh, Batman Asylum is also really good mm -hmm. I made a mistake when I was a kid and I ordered I, I ended up buying Batman Asylum because I thought the art looked really cool yeah I love that thing, that artwork the artwork is beautiful in that mm -hmm. and the only problem is that it will give you nightmares if you are a small child you know? I can imagine <laughs> yeah, I would imagine not, it is not a comic book that is made for like kids or anything like that also like uh, the long Halloween stuff like that like the, just a lot of really like you know I, I did make the mistake of jumping straight into graphic novels instead of going into comics First, I went to graphic novels, then went to comics and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, you know, getting that whole thing of I'm going to finish an entire story and then everything and, you know, move on yeah. to a different story, that, that always interested me. But also going, you know, issue to issue is really interesting, especially with, like, uh, the anticipation of it and stuff like Definitely. that, Definitely. you know. Yeah. Question for you. What are you reading now? Because I'm, I'm curious. Right now, I, what I'm reading, uh, I'm actually catching up. What's um, on your pull list? My, my pull list right now. I uh, would probably be, I, I'm still keeping up with uh, the Walking Dead comics and everything like that. I thought, I, I've been thinking those are really good and stuff. Uh, I actually been picking up the uh, the new James Bond comics. Okay. Uh, was it, started reading them because I picked them up as a gift. And uh, sure enough, they were really good. Uh, they deal with a lot of, they have like all the notes of a good James Bond story. So it's, it's way better than, you know, Spectre. Uh, and and everything else. Uh, what was it? Uh, also, I, I started getting more into uh, what is it? Some of the some of the I started going into um, what is it called? Batman's uh, which uh, Batman? Uh, oh my god! Why can I not think of the name? I'm brain Sorry, farting. Terrible. I'm brain farting right now. Come yeah. come back to me and I'll, okay. and, I'll, and I'll have the I'll have the title for you. Yeah, I, I can't remember the title right now, but right. I I did go back. Uh, like I reread uh, All Star Superman. Because uh, you have the uh, DC app. I do have the DC app. Yeah, it's a, it's a great way if you want to just like kind of read some like really cool stuff. Like I started reading some Doom Patrol uh, after watching the show because as soon as you watch the show, the DC app goes. You'd probably like these and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like these, these are the stories that we kind of pulled from to make the show and stuff yeah. like that. So I started reading some of the Doom Patrol, like older comics, which are really good. Like I, right, like Grant Do Morrison's still great. Yeah, yeah, like Doom Patrol is amazing. Like I love the idea of them and, like, what the hell? Like, why don't they get more screen time? Like the Doom Patrol are really cool. Mm -hmm. It's basically the X Men. It's the, yeah, it was the X Men before the X Men. Yeah, it's the X Men before the X Men. I mean, you have a you have a you have a suit. You have a uh, was it a main hero who's in a, a wheelchair, mm -hmm. and then you have like everybody who has like deformities and stuff like that that right. they're trying to live with, and it's it's really interesting. You know, it's it's a it is like a great storyline. Mm -hmm. If you haven't read Doom, any of the Doom Patrol, go read it. It's, yeah, it's a good series yeah. too. I've been enjoying it. Yeah, Doom Patrol has always been a really good series. It doesn't get as much play. Like it, it always gets like maybe like twenty issues, and then somebody and then they cancel it because right. nobody's reading it and stuff like that, which is always really disappointing because mm -hmm. it seems like the Doom Patrol has really good stories, but they never get a chance to finish them. Right. They need to develop more of an audience, which hopefully with the show we could uh, see. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I also started reading uh, the New Fifty Two Static. 
Okay. The Mark Bernardin run, which was actually really good. He had like a he had you can kind of see in like the first like three issues that he did, he had like a really interesting arc that he was going to begin. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they were just like, yeah, you're canceled, dude. You have, you, yeah. It's <laughs> unfortunate when, when we. Uh, when we when I uh, interviewed him at Long Beach, he uh, he had a lot of fun. It seemed like yeah, uh, I mean, working on it's that, it's that static, man. How do you not have fun with static and everything else? But uh, yeah, I mean th- that's kind of what I've been like going back and yeah, forth and everything like that. Yeah, it's yeah. more or less my pull list. Like digital one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I uh, also started reading the John Wick series. Okay. Just you know, just because they came out with a John Wick comic book and it's supposed to be a uh, prequel to everything, it's kind of like how John Wick became like a John Wick. How he became Baboyega and stuff like that. Yeah. It's it's really interesting. It's a, it, how he developed a love for dogs. Yeah, how he developed a love for dogs. <laughs> but it's actually really funny too because it seems like any situation, just everyone wants to kill him. Like <laughs> even in the comic book, I think like the first like four four or five issues is like him pissing off like a town. And like all of the like heavy hitters in this town all want to go kill John Wick and stuff like that. So it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, no, it sounds like a very uh, diverse list of comics you read. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't really stick to you know one brand or you know Definitely. somebody or anything like that. I mean, I I love DC comics. I love their heroes and stuff yeah. like that. But I do think that uh, all comics are good. You yeah. know, it, it, it not. Image or anything like that. A comic book is, com- is good. That's it. You know. Right. Right. You should read it. Of course. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm reading. Um, God, I have like four books I'm reading right now. Tom King's Batman, which I'm glad is not being canceled early. It's instead being continued. How do you, how do you like it? How, how do you like it? Oh, I love it. It's my favorite book to read. Um, right now on mm-hmm. stands, it it adds a lot of depth to Batman to uh, the emotions of Batman because it's about him just dealing with being him. Yeah. Like he can't find happiness. Like he, once he finds it, something always fucks it up. And this like psychological like war with him and Bane is just so interesting. It's like something out of an HBO show. I find it like just fascinating the fact that they added the Flashpoint Batman, which is Thomas Wayne. Yeah, it's just really fucking interesting. Really interesting. Yeah, because uh, which uh, Thomas Wayne came back for uh, Doomsday Clock, didn't they? He came he... Uh, came in a prequel. It was uh, the button. Yeah, the button yeah. stuff like that. And, and he's still out there. Yeah, and that's that's really cool. I mean, I I do like the idea of uh, bringing in like these. Um, these characters, like mm. these fam- these outworld characters, and like bringing them into the main narrative and kind of going like, no, they actually, like they're they're here. They're they're really they exist in this giant multiverse of like characters and stuff yeah. like that. Like, you know, I would really recommend Tom King's Batman to anyone. Mm-hmm. It's um it's amazing, and I uh, hope to, I'm going to continue reading with Batman and Catwoman, and um, Heroes in Crisis just finished. Yeah, um, I'm a big Tom King fan. wasn't so hot on Heroes in Crisis. It just kind of is it because it didn't is it because it didn't end the way you liked it, or is it? Uh, I just felt that it didn't um, kind of it didn't um, go on its premise of these are what have this is what happens when heroes go to therapy. Mm-hmm. I felt it should have focused a bit more on that instead of this. Uh, this uh, mystery thriller involving Wally West and okay. all of that. I mean, I guess that's the hook, but it just felt like it lost track of uh, its perspective. Did you did you kind of want it like uh, damage control in a way where uh, it, it's dealing with 
because uh, damage control is much is is all about like I mean, it's all about like people dealing with like the tragedy of mm -hmm. like living with superheroes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like how exactly <laughs> do we live with like superheroes just came in one day and destroyed my office building? What yeah, do I do yeah, now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just. I mean, <laughs> like that. But then there was just all these plot lines that just didn't. It didn't feel like it went anywhere with uh -huh. the sanctuary, which is the the uh, the medical facility that the heroes go to. To get psychologically evaluated there were a lot of plot lines where okay the sanctuary got released but then it doesn't really the excuse me the uh, secrecy of the sanctuary was revealed to the world and really it just, quick if you're reading you know, you know heroes in crisis spoilers because i figured yeah you, you might not know all that <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> if you Sorry. just picked up the first issue but uh yeah just kind of a lot of Pauline's didn't go anywhere, and I'm a big Tom King fan, and I was just a little disappointed, so. Yeah, but I mean, everybody has a hit and miss. Yeah. You know. Um, I still think he's a great writer. I want to see him on Ava, Ava's uh, New Gods. Yeah. Yeah, uh, his Mr. Miracle series is amazing, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's still an amazing writer in my book, just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, you know, who knows, maybe, you know, somebody else liked the comic and everything yeah. like that. And, that. and that's the reason why I, I highly, highly advocate doesn't matter if you don't give give a comic book at least two to three issues. Yeah, exactly. If the first issue doesn't necessarily grab you, all right, cool. That's, that's a good rule of thumb. Man. Yeah, you know if uh, which because because a lot of times the first issue won't is, is is it's a lot of setup. It's a lot of like where are the characters? Who's you know who's involved in this story? Uh, what is the big mystery or what's the issue that the heroes are dealing with or anything like that? By by the time you get to the either like the third or the fourth issue or anything like that, that's more or less where like the main story begins. And it's kind of like, all right, we've gotten all the introductions out. Now we can actually start our story. Yeah. And stuff like that. I mean, a, a comic book is what, 14, 15 pages? It's Probably 20 or so yeah. with ads, or if there is ads now. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just saying in general, you know, it's really, I mean, it's really hard to fit everything, you know, like your entire introduction into 20 pages. Yeah. Still. And so I would definitely recommend giving a comic book three, which are three issues, four, if you're like really curious, but also don't. Be you know ashamed if you like you know what this isn't this isn't for me and everything like that. I know comic books are expensive. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're three ninety nine now. Sometimes yeah, they're, five ninety nine. Three ninty nine. That's I mean they're that, expensive. That's why that's why I went to the DC app, man. I I was buying a lot of DC comics. The DC app came with all the comics. I was like, you know what? This is a good buy. Yeah. <laughs> it's seven ninety nine a month. I'm spending like twenty to thirty dollars exactly. every month. So yeah, but Nick, I, I like. Uh, I saw a movie recently, Godzilla King so, of the Monsters. Godzilla King of the Monsters. Which um, we got a uh, advanced copy of the graphic novel prequel comic, yes. Godzilla Aftershock, and we just wanted to thank Legendary for uh, handing that, or excuse me, sending that to us. And just hand it over. They they, <laughs> they expected you to review it. That's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Wojan, thank you very much, guys. I mean, it's it's, mm -hmm. it's amazing. I mean, I yeah. saw, I did see the the artwork. I didn't get a chance to pick it up from you or anything like that. I was looking into it, and it, it, the artwork looks amazing mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, what what exactly did you get from this first issue? Yes. Um, so the graphic novel, um, I really enjoyed where. It really expanded upon the backstory of the Mewtwo's, who I okay. thought were a pretty cool kaiju in the first Godzilla, in the 2014 Godzilla. Yeah. And uh, you see a bit more mythology there. You uh, get a bit more of Godzilla and the Mewtwo's relationship because they're uh, natural enemies. And um, you see Godzilla's ancestor, who uh, 
also hunting Mewtwo's. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's really cool because um, I just, I love how in the MonsterVerse, how flushed out just the hierarchy and the biology of all the monsters are where, th like, this monster is the king of monsters. Uh, this this one is the predator of him. This is how they're kind of... Uh, this is yeah. how they're like, uh, what was it? Ecosystem. Their ecos yeah, their yeah. ecosystem, like who's the predator, who's the prey. That is kind of interesting and everything, and everything else. Uh, I mean, like I said, the artwork's beautiful. The story sounds amazing, especially giving, you know, more context to, you mm -hmm. know, Godzilla. Right. And, you know, it also <laughs> gives us a bit more context into uh, a lot of the characters from King of the Monsters, which I really appreciated. Um, was it uh, Maddie, um, Millie Bobby Brown's characters in there mm -hmm. a bit? Um, was it her uh, Vera, Vera Femera's character um, gets uh, you know gets some agency to do, and it's just really um, you know it's well done that we uh, see a bit more of the humans in um, this month you know in the monsterverse, which you know in monster movies you know there's some interesting. There are some interesting humans. Yeah. I know that uh, some people were were complaining that uh, was it uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, that it. it in the Godzilla movie that there wasn't enough um, humans. It, mm -hmm. it really did focus a lot on the, the monster fighting and stuff like that and like their, their big rivalry and stuff like that, in which I know some people were saying, so, so it's a positive, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, so, I, yeah. But yeah, the characters were interesting and yeah. This yeah, that's is good. A, you know, it's a really great graph novel. The illustration is really well done and um, you know, it's in uh, bookstores now. You can buy it digitally, and uh, yeah. Would you, I would, say, would you say it's more of like a um, an anime esque like comic book? Because when I was looking at it, it looked very uh, like a fusion of the um, two of the two artworks. Yeah, you know, there's um, a little. I would say there's probably some anime influence. Yeah, because sure. it, it seemed like the uh, which like the shading and everything like that, whereas the structure of the actual characters themselves were a lot more comic booky. Mm -hmm. It was a lot a lot more American. Uh, was it like a little stylized? Yeah, it, yeah, it was a lot more northern, uh, which I like comic book style. But it, it and then the actual like you know coloration and everything else that was much more of the, like the west, mm -hmm. I mean of the east and everything else. And I, I thought that was kind of like a nice hybrid oh, yeah, of the two. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And um, yeah, you know, all the prequels Legendary comes out with, like for Pacific Rim, Godzilla. Yeah, it's just it's really cool. We get to inhabit that world. So if you like, if you mm -hmm. if you if you're liking monsters. Go check it out. Yeah. Go, go check out uh, which uh, go check them out. Uh, so you would definitely recommend the first issue. Yes, I would. Yeah, for the recommend. It. All right. There you cool. go. Definitely would recommend it. I I I I wholeheartedly back that up. Um, yeah. So last topic of the show is a segment we like to call the soapbox. Yes. So for our last segment, we're going to talk about the X Men movies. Which has its <laughs> last film, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Dark uh, Phoenix. As far as the, um, it's finally the, out. Yeah, after so, the I, delay. As, as far as the Fox, like, as, soon, as far as like the, the Fox Disney merger and everything like that, uh, was it? Disney hasn't necessarily said that they were going to recast, but everybody knows they're going to. Yeah, they're going to reboot. You know, you have Kevin Feige like saying like. Uh, we're not going to do any. We're going to use these characters, but we're going to wait a little bit. Yeah, you know, and I think it's going to be. I think it's really interesting because you can already kind of see, especially from like Homecoming and stuff like that, how they're already kind of planting the seeds of like, oh yeah, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. You know, we're ripping up like the fabric of reality because of what the Avengers did and you know, yeah. and Endgame and stuff like that, and you know, because of this, because there was three gamma snaps that you know, 
traveled over the entire world. People's DNA might have gotten mixed. Mess some things up. Yeah, you know, yeah. you might have created, you know, a little thing called mutants. Exactly. And, but yeah. um, but for the, I guess it was like the X X universe. Who knows if they. You yeah. know, lasted. Can you believe like almost twenty years? That's actually really that's, cool. That's I mean, cool. I mean, yeah. like there's some legacy to it. There's a I, and I I mean, there following the timeline is you know, yeah. People get Marvel shit. But. It kind of looks like a murder board if you try to follow. Right. <laughs> you have like string going from one end to the other. Mm-hmm. It's like well, if this can... happened here, then that happened there, then this. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Definitely the Sony, the entire like Sony verse of like X Men uh, movies. No, Fox. Right? I mean Fox, yeah. Fox. Why did okay. I say Sony? So many people own Marvel characters, man. It's yeah. <laughs> eventually it's not anymore because yeah. Fox is owned by Disney. Yeah, but uh, yeah. what was it? But I definitely do think you know Fox's rendition of the X Men. I mean, at the time, was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it it definitely did help with the you know with without you know the first without X Men. Mm-hmm. You know, you I, I don't think you would have the, the Nolanverse. You wouldn't have the Marvel movies that we have today. We, mm-hmm. it, it very much did reinvigorate the, um, what was it, the notion of comic book movies and stuff like that. Uh, I don't think that you would have, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right, yeah, you know, I would agree because um, Kevin Feige got his start working for uh, Lauren Shunner Donner. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, uh, pinged, it uh, you know, got Kevin Feige a start. Um, you know, it did. Um, Actually, know. it also uh, was where uh, Mark Berlanti, Mark Berlanti, oh, started, from, uh, uh, yeah. from the Arrowverse as from well. Arrowverse, yeah, yeah. Um, it laid a lot of groundwork. And it's, yeah, it's just, um, you know, it's interesting where it's just. Uh, I don't know if you read the Matthew Vaughn quote mm-hmm. about working with you know Fox, where he was just saying, you know, all these studio executives, they're going. It's like they're going like hundred miles per hour on the freeway, and there's no rearview mirrors. And they and they keep hitting stuff, and they wonder why they keep hitting stuff. No one's slowing down. No one's just... slowing down, and like you know, the way that they handled some of the characters, you know, they just rebooted it, or they uh, went back in time, or they added like a new timeline to just like they kept trying to course correct, and like you know, it's it's crazy that Dark Phoenix is just a remake of The Last Stand. Well, the the thing like, that didn't make sense for me in mm-hmm. for Dark Phoenix was that they made an entire they made an, um, um, their last movie Apocalypse. And at the end of Apocalypse, it shows her having the Dark Phoenix. Right, she has the Phoenix she, Force. She has the Phoenix Force. It's like, uh, you know, it's this entity that lives within her. Yeah, and like then, how The Last Stand was or Yeah, and was, then in Dark Phoenix she already she she she, she regets it. She, yeah, it, it becomes she corrupted have in a way. It. She I, gets a cosmic force. Yeah, and they don't really explain if whether or not it was the Phoenix Force or if it's right. just like a dark entity that's there or anything like. Mind I mean, you, if spoilers. You, yeah, the movie's garbage. Yeah, I mean, it was just it got to a uh, I got to a point where it's just like, what is this movie? Like, I you know, I mean, it was just just weird where it doesn't have know, a thesis. Yeah, there's nothing it says. There's a. All these aliens, which were never in the X Men universe, yeah. Uh, I, so far, you know, it's in the comics, but it's just then they're not scrolls, but they're shapeshifters. I feel like they, they they put something in, you know, like the Dark Phoenix, and Dark Phoenix is such a powerful and such an awesome comic book. It's you a know, great storyline. It's a great storyline, you know, that you you have all of these, uh, which are, you have a, you have one of the you know 
the best heroes, yeah. Jean Grey, and she goes bad, you know, in mm-hmm. you know, people die, and you have like all these like different cosmic entities that are involved and everything like that, and it's Shiara, it, Imperial Guard. Yeah. yeah, you have all these like really, really interesting. Yeah, you have like all these really interesting plot lines, but the only problem is that they did this over maybe 30, 40 comics yeah. uh, over like a span of like what two to three years mm-hmm. and stuff like that uh, to to just cut, try and condense an entire sto- an entire storyline like that I- into two hours yeah is, it's crazy yeah it's 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 all it's almost impossible right and yeah it's just because i mean the dark phoenix could be its own trilogy yeah no yeah it could be it, and it's it's just it's frustrating watching this movie because yeah you know you see all this uh storyline storylines were undercut and like the fact that they reshot like the ending like two or three times i think they they shot it twice but you know yeah. it's crazy where it's like the word, the word it's, on, it's they were it was supposed to be in space the original ending and now it's on a train yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. For, for some reason if when when i heard that i felt like they they saw the ending and they were like damn <laughs> All right. Well, we need to reshoot this thing. So, what are we gonna do? Well, why don't we do another thing? Oh, well, that's that's gonna cost a lot. So, why don't we just do it on a train? You know, there you go. Trains are great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and all we need to show is just like a train moving. That's about right. And then like we put we we put Sophie Turner on wire. Yeah, and it's just every everything feels like so cheap in the movie and so unimaginative. It it seems like done done. Yeah, the way they use their powers is like, no one uses it in an exciting way. They just like, Storm goes like this. She doesn't like, you know, like, do anything crazy. Magneto just always, he's always like pulling stuff. No one uses their powers like in an interesting way anymore in these movies. Yeah, I mean, the only person I I, I think has ever like used the powers really creatively and they've done it so many times where it's like, oh, this is really cool, is Quicksilver. Quicksilver, yeah, that's the only time. With Quicksilver, you have these, you know, you have a super, you have this, you know, this mutant that can use his his speed and he can slow down time and he can, and he does funny stuff with it and everything Mm. like that. But the thing is that you can, you can have, you know, Nightcrawler do really cool stuff. Yeah. You know, what what about Cyclops? Like Cyclops just, like, do you remember when Nightcrawler first debuted? That was cool. Like what a, what a way to introduce Nightcrawler is him taking out the White House. Yeah. Just him battling through the White House and then stabbing into the, the desk of the uh, which, uh, of the Commander-in-Chief of the United States. And then you're like, what was that? Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, oh, he could use his fighting skill. He can use this like fighting skills for that and stuff like that. That's that's really interesting. Exactly. I mean, huh? Exactly. And, it, you know, I just felt like the, uh, I have like a random analogy. It reminds me of like a class, an elective in college you would take on a Friday mm-hmm. in the morning. And like people are there, and they don't, and they don't want to be there. And some of them are in their pajamas, and everyone's just here. And like the actors are like, okay, I, it's I in our like, contract. Yeah, we I feel have like to the, I feel like the notion. No one's excited. Is, yeah, I feel like the notion that no I, one's I, in their costumes. <laughs> it's like they I, didn't I, try. Well, not only that, but also you have these, you, you have like a lot of these Easter eggs, mm-hmm. and they never follow follow through. Yeah, there's like Genosha, but it's never called Genosha. Yeah, but also you have like okay, like the end of Apocalypse. You know, you see everybody in their comic accurate like suits and you're kind of like that's awesome next movie comic accurate wanted to see that yeah and everything like that like that's gonna be really cool i'm super happy about this and then all of a sudden the next movie i mean it's cool because they they look like the ultimate comics and everything like that with like the the black spandex with a big yellow x on the front and Mm -hmm. that's that's really cool and you know that that it's going more towards it but 
don't have that Easter egg then. Yeah, so, exactly. You, what was the point? Yeah, you, like you, you that means you, you made the suits. You, you have the suits in storage. Yeah, they're, they're somewhere. <laughs> they're somewhere at Fox. Like they're in a back lot somewhere, and you have these suits. Fucking use them. You made them for a twenty-second spot. Right. Yeah, they're in there for twenty <laughs> seconds, and they never factor in again. And they never. And you know, again. that's just excellent. Like the end of the Wolverine is like you see the well in the deleted scene, the alternate. And then you see the Wolverine costume. Yeah. And someone made that Wolverine costume. Put it's, of, it's been sitting there. It's there. I'm pretty sure Hugh Jackman had to put it on and stuff like that to try out the helmet and stuff. Never used it. Never I mean, used it. And this, you know, this just goes back to just the way these movies were handled. which just there wasn't much thought put in into, like, what they wanted these movies to be. They kept constantly changing. Well, I, I mean, I, I do... I, to be totally honest, I do blame Joel Schumacher for a lot of it. Okay. I mean, Joel Schumacher takes a lot of heat and everything like that, and I blame him for this as well. Okay. Because of because of his work on Batman and Robin, I, I feel like there was such a stigma mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right. And, you know, you because he was like, this is for kids, you know, this mm-hmm. is in, uh, what was it, like, let's make it, like, real colory, and let's, you know, sure. let's throw a, a crap load of color on the screen, and, yeah. you know, and everybody's going to love it, don't worry the, about it. The first X-Men was in response to that where it's like, oh, was it like leather spandex? Yeah, like what did you what did you expect? Like bright yellow? And that's that's the weird like that's a weird stigmata that just stayed with that franchise. It's like let's never have them in costumes. Yeah, and it lasted for like twenty years. And but the, like, but it's also really weird too of like you kind of fighting against having people in costume, but only fighting against certain people being in costume because mm-hmm. like Magneto. He's always in costume. He's always he's, in costume. Yeah. He's always been in like his, his helmet. His helmet with yeah. his like his burgundy or not burgundy like scarlet like suit that he's always in and everything like that. He in no shape or form ever got out of that and everything else. And that's I mean, and Magneto always looked really cool. He always was like a dominant force inside mm. of those movies. But I mean, other characters not so much. Right. You don't you don't have that same thing. Yeah. But I mean, that's not the main thing that I'm kind of upset about with mm-hmm. this series I, I am upset about the idea of you have the I think that once the Brian, once the, the singer universe kind of ended and you went into the Vaughn uh, was it the, the Vaughn universe I don't really think they should Days of Future Past is a great idea mm-hmm. especially if you're like oh hey we made an earlier one we have a back one you know why don't we just put them together and then we'll just say it's one universe yeah and stuff like that. I, I do feel like it makes things weird. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because Be- they were supposed to do like two movies before Days of Future Past. Because because technically, it, what what Days of Future Past is basically saying is that three did happen, the Phoenix Force, everything like that. So three does happen, but so does Apocalypse. Yeah. And then also, but Apocalypse never apparently happened in. It's yeah, this is the time when it's convoluted and mm-hmm. then the fact that it skips every ten years and they still look fairly young. Like they don't they don't age. They don't age like uh Xavier is supposed to be in his fifties and like McAvoy still looks pretty like he looks pretty young, like they could try you know, they could make him bald, they could maybe put some I think, I, I think they said that all this like they stick to all these weird rules and it's just you know, this was um a lot of these movies were, you know, made by committee and you know, sometimes they studio but executives that is, don't and that's a, and that's a great point. That's a, that's a, that's a great point. The X Men series is very much a movie movies of committee. Mm-hmm. It's never a they were never movies that were trying to say anything. Yeah. They were never anything that was like, oh yeah, we we have a. Yeah, the sure. only problem with the X with the which are Days of Future Past. I mean, um, what was it? Uh, Apocalypse and also with the Dark, Dark Phoenix. Phoenix is that I kind of don't give a shit. Yeah, you just stop caring. 
like you kind of just don't care about these characters and you're kind of like all right this this is a movie like now the, the characters are just doing stuff They're yeah not, things are just happening there's no and you know yeah everybody's reacting to yeah. situations that are happening and everything like that I, I don't understand why a main character you know like mystique would you know why they would show that inside of like a, a trailer yes like the marketing for it no was idea. crazy and it's, yeah this is, i mean it's a you know what a way for uh the series to go but it's over now yeah it's over now kevin feige takes these characters kevin feige <laughs> take the characters all they want and like you know repackage them up and yeah you know, he did some consulting on the series That's crazy. yeah and i and I, I i do like the idea of like you know somebody doing these characters right yeah and i think that would be that would be so interesting gonna be interesting we'll see it, it, it's it's gonna be very <laughs> you know what i don't think it would take 10 years maybe. do you really think it would take 10 i years? think it's gonna be maybe like four or seven something like that I think like under be, 10 years i can see five yeah, i can see five. five years of because they didn't have them yet and now that they're like planning out their next phase mm-hmm. of kind of going like all right we let's we're gonna we're gonna bookmark like an x-men movie for you know two to three like three like three years and then we're gonna go into development and stuff like that like we're gonna start developing now but we'll see what king feige has for us yeah yeah absolutely uh what was it the closing thoughts i guess if you want to see the end of these characters you could see it if you want maybe some people might like it i mean you know it's just my opinion yeah, I mean, uh, once again, my soapbox. Once again, this is this is the soapbox. It, it, you you may agree, you may disagree. That's completely what it, uh, which are, what this is for. Uh, go see the movie yourself. You know, I don't I I don't disagree with anybody that you know just wants to watch the movie, and you know make their own informed opinion. Uh, definitely go do that. Uh, give the movie some money. It, it needs it. <laughs> sure. It'll definitely need it. Uh, I I don't want I don't want this to be a reflection of Sophie uh, Sophia Turner uh, Sophia Turner I think she's a great yeah, actress. She's great enough. Yeah, uh, um, she's good enough for sure. Yeah, I mean she, she yeah. cries most of the movie, but I mean that's still you know yeah. it's hard to do. Yeah, well, <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's my yeah. yeah I, I mean that, that, that's more or less my my closing uh, thoughts on the on the project as well. Uh, once again, it, this has been serving serving up some comics. If you have any you know any topics that you guys would like us to you know talk about or even read, or if you have any comic book suggestions of stuff that we should be reading, you know something that you know doesn't get enough uh, people talking about it or anything like that, we're more than willing to go look it up, and we're we're very down to read new comic books oh, so definitely. send it to us uh, once again hit the like the subscribe and ring that bell mm-hmm. Nick where can people find you people can find me at uh, Twitter at the Nick Valero uh, and you can also find me on Facebook Nick Valero mm-hmm. you can find me Twitter and Instagram G9892 you can follow the Waffle Press on Twitter at the Waffle Press we're on Spotify iTunes SoundCloud and YouTube so we've been professionally professional we've been seen it we have been professionally unprofessional he messed it up have a good night